0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Broadway Babies. I'm Noelle Hannibal.
1: And I'm Stephanie Anderson,
0: <laughs> And we are here today with the amazing Laura Shine. Welcome, Laura. Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> thanks up? for being here. Tell us a little bit about your journey into the arts. Like, where did it begin? When, when did you catch the bug? When did you start
2: performing? I was raised uh, in a suburb outside of Chicago called Highland Park. And oh
1: my goodness! Awesome, <laughs> Waukegan. That's why I said from that. My family is from Waukegan.
2: <laughs> Woo! Midwest. Woo! <laughs> um. <laughs> so yeah, I. I mean, I definitely. I always, you know, I always wanted to perform. I was always a ham, but I. It, it was. I think I was two years old, and I went to go see the a production of The Wiz, at a regional theater with my parents and actually the choreographer of emojiland kenny ingram played the scarecrow in that production we go way back oh he, wow. yeah he's been choreographing me since i was a kid um and then he was in lion king for like 15 years anyway side oh, wow so wow kenny ingram was in that production of the wiz that i saw when i was two years old and i was so transfixed and at intermission apparently the, the lore goes i told my mom uh, and said, I want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> and so apparently she says that's the moment that I was hooked and there was no turning back. I was like, wow. wow. Yeah, wow. so uh, it was, yeah, it was a production of The Wiz. And yeah, I mean, but I was always very theatrical. I, I started my own radio show from home with my little Fisher Price. Uh, <laughs> microphone and cassette player, and I'd walk around the house and I'd interview my dolls and stuffed animals, and you know it's called like the, the shiny hour. <laughs> and then um, and, and I put on shows with like anyone anyone I could find. I was like, we're putting on a show. And then as soon as I had a little sister. She always got roped in, so we did, you know, productions with our Barbies, and I would direct her and her friends and little shows, and yeah. So I always, I always wanted to be performing for sure, and I, I started dancing. Uh, I started ballet class when I was two, so I really, I really loved to dance. That was kind of the the first uh, aspect of the medium that I really like dove into you know more more seriously taking lessons and uh and then you know then started taking singing lessons and I started doing like children's theater in our town I, and I actually just recently posted a little video I when it was world theater day of me as Annie uh as I shout sang tomorrow tomorrow nice. tomorrow <laughs> I love you like <laughs> in the notes. I love- <laughs> um, it's like, a, it's like a young Elaine Fritsch singing to Maya. <laughs> um, but, but my first role, actually, before I played Annie, was at that same children's theater. I played, we, they did The Wizard of Oz. And I was so excited because I thought, for sure, I, I gotta play Dorothy. And I was not cast as Dorothy. I was cast as the little old lady. Which was a role that was created uh, for the play. Little old <laughs> lady. I was like, was I great. don't, I don't recall the
0: little old lady in the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> very important character, very pivotal role.
2: And uh, anyway, there was a scene where the cow- <laughs> lion runs on stage, and the, there's a little old lady who's you know terrified of the lion. But I, you know, I, I had one scene. But I milked it and I, you know, I really really went full lady and, you know, got some laughs and that felt great. So that was like my first role, I would say. Um, and then, you know, I was apparently memorable. So then they cast me as Annie in the <laughs> in the next show. But um I think I I mean, I've always I would consider myself a character actress. I oh I love diving into characters. Um and kind of like losing myself in them. And and then the writing side of things came, at, I, I started as a performer and then um, I started writing things. Honestly, when Keith and I met, we really, there was something uh, that excited us about creating together. And so we wrote this short musical together that was, it was like a 15 minute musical in Chicago. Uh, that was performed at this theater in the suburbs, and that was our first time like, writing a musical together. And then we wrote a bunch of other like standalone songs together. And uh, but I really feel like I I cut my teeth as a writer with Keith, you know. And we, I mean, we you know we met when we were 19, so we really we we've, we we spent a lot of time kind of like you know figuring out our voices together essentially. And yeah, so so we you know we wrote a bunch of different music videos and things like that, and then Emojiland was the first full length musical we wrote. And then now I I'm continuing to write with some other people now too. I have I have this new collaborator who um, named Ben, who uh, we're working on this new musical TV series called Marriage Material, okay. and it's for this network Quibi. Which is the new new network that's coming out. Um, and I'm really excited about it. We've been working on it for the past six months. And uh, yeah, I can it's it, it's a really um, it's a story that it means a lot to me. and I was actually I've been involved with the project from its inception, uh, like two and a half years ago. It started as a short film. it was a student short film that I acted in and then uh it it did really well at festivals was like a shortlisted contender for the oscars this past year and then quibi picked it up to become like a musical tv series and then they brought me on as as the lyricist so yeah so we've been working together on that and then some other projects as well we've been doing together so yeah so it's it's been uh it's been a a really exciting uh journey in terms of weaving together the performing and the writing and yeah I, I feel lucky that I get to kind of express all those different sides of myself.
0: Laura is fresh off of her run of the off-Broadway musical Emojiland which is mm-hmm. absolutely brilliant and hilarious. She mm-hmm. co-wrote the show as well as performing in it as Smize, Smiling Eyes. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the origins and the evolution of emoji land.
2: It all began about five and a half years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um well so in Los Angeles, uh Keith Harrison, my co-writer and I were out to dinner uh at a place called Cafe Gratitude. And we were trying <laughs> we were trying to think, we honestly were we had Wanted to write a musical and we had been toying with lots of different ideas, but you know the right idea hadn't hit us yet and it was 2014 and We got a notification on one of our phones that the most searched word that day on Google was emoji uh, and because the emoji alphabet was becoming a default keyboard for the iphones So instead of having to like install it as an app it was just going to be a default and so a lot of people were obviously googling saying what are these emojis what are these crazy pictures and um and it just dawned on us that emojis are an alphabet but uh the characters within that alphabet are like like recognizable characters and we had a hunch probably would only become more recognizable as the years would go by and almost in the way that like fairy tale characters are you know there are so many different stories that you can draw from with those that cast like we just started thinking about all these different stories that we could create with this cast of characters and and it seemed inherently write for a musical also, because in the way that uh, emojis like enhance text and make it more exciting and colorful kind of like singing does that for like the spoken word. And we liked that parallel. And yeah, and we just started, we just started brainstorming all sorts of different stories. And when we first started writing, you know, we had a crazy idea where there's like an alien planet of these yellow beings and it was totally weird. And we worked on that version for a while and then we scrapped that and then we said, well, what if it's a, it's a story about a teenage girl and her phone falls behind a dresser and that causes like an earthquake in emoji land and then the phone is lost behind the dresser and the girl has to find the phone before the battery runs out so there was that whole version and that was like the first we call that version 1.0 because that was the <laughs> first one we ever showed to the public and performed at Rockwell a concert version in 2000 okay okay um or no that I guess that was in 2015 or 16 But, um, but yeah, so there were just, you know, all sorts of different versions that we went through, and we, we had our first living room read of the show in 2014, when we had a full script, and it was so fun, we had all our friends over, everyone played a role, it was great, and then, like, two weeks later, it was announced in Deadline that the Emoji Movie was going to come out and these two know. guys were paid a million dollars for the idea uh, for the movie uh, and we were like are I... you kidding me and you know we got a text from a producer friend being like "Is you <laughs> mm-hmm. so you know that was that was a low moment but um <laughs> but we you know essentially it was like a nerd face smiles moment where it was like everything is, is terrible, it's all lost. And I was like, we can do it, yeah. <laughs> we, got to keep going. we can't give up. So we kept going. And then, you know, it, over the years, the show has changed so many times. And we've done readings at, uh, we did one at USC, which was a totally different version. It was like Skull and Smize were star-crossed lovers. Um, that was a whole crazy <laughs> version of the show that existed at one point. Um, and then there was like an Alice in Wonderland kind of version where like a teenage girl gets sucked into her phone. Um, so yeah, I mean, quite, quite the journey with Emoji Land, And there are certain characters like Nerdface also that didn't exist in our phones when we started writing. Mm-hmm. So Nerdface wasn't a character that was added until, much later in the process, much, and same with Prince, much like, you know, art imitates life in the way that Prince is added in the update. So was Prince added to the land?
0: Wow. I love it. Mm -hmm.
2: I was at your last show. You were at the last show. I was at the last show. Yeah. It was so, it all happened so fast because, yeah, yeah, because the governor shut down all gatherings of 500 people or more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, But then, but for theaters like, you know, the Duke where there's 199 seats, we were allowed to continue, but we had to have our capacity. But it just, you know, one by one, every off-Broadway theater started closing down, every nonprofit. And, you know, we were just, we were like on the phone, me and the other producers just kind of like trying to figure out what to do because all these bigger theaters were getting insurance money because the governor was forcing them to shut down. But if we were to, closed down without being ordered to, then technically we wouldn't be eligible for insurance. So, mm-hmm. you know, we just, we were waiting and then and then actors were calling in saying, I don't feel comfortable coming into work. And then like one of our understudies who was gonna have to go on for um, Josh was like, I'm, I'm not feeling well. And, you know, just under the circumstances, I feel like, I mean, I could do, normally I'd be say like, yeah, I can do the show, but, it's scary in the time where you know if you start feeling some symptoms like you don't want to infect everybody right so right. yeah so eventually just i i made the call because it just it yeah it didn't seem like it was smart to do the show
1: yeah. and then
2: then the, and then eventually like the next night the duke said we're closing our doors we're not having people come in the building so yeah we we're like all right no. it's. It's over. Yeah. So March 11th, final March performance. March 11th, that's but it. That, and and it was it was that was such a crazy night because every time I came off stage there was new information. Like the, like I came off stage and I hear that the NBA shut down. And then the next time I come off stage, like Tom Hanks has the virus. And then the next time I come off stage, like one of the producers left it in commission to go get groceries because the stores are overrun. And, you know, it's like, and every time I kept coming off stage, it was like there was more and more news that was shocking. And it was like, what is happening and we're on stage meanwhile singing a song called virus yeah exactly like, what is happening i
0: mean it's like, it's like you wrote this show predicting
2: what yeah. was going to happen in i mean yeah it wasn't i have to say like yeah singing anyway that night was one of the most magical like theatrical experiences i've had where i really felt like i was singing to like Every single person, and we were all going through this collective insane moment together. It was it was such a great experience oh. to be in that audience. That was my favorite audience of the whole run, for sure. That night, you did the uh, the festival in New York. At what point did was that? Uh, we did the festival in two thousand eighteen. Okay, I
1: was I, I wasn't able to see Emoji Land, but I did sneak a peek at um, the Mogi Land website and then I, you know, took a little ride down to YouTube land mm-hmm. and uh, saw some clips <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because mm-hmm. I was wanting to get familiar with it. And I came across this clip. I've been talking to Noelle about this and been raving about this since I watched it called um, with you. who was singing at the, I must at the Rockwell, uh, a song called Rapping and mm-hmm. how... Oh, uh, that song to me is so fire. I can't tell you how amazing I think that song is. It's oh, so great. <laughs> oh my God. It was so good. It was so good. And pretty much how I feel around Christmas time. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah that'll be a song that I will play over and over again during the holidays. Um, <laughs> <laughs> seriously. <laughs> um, and what? how did you come about that particular song. I just think it's a fantastic song. And if you Thank haven't you. seen it, go look for it. I really do. <laughs> I love it.
2: Thank you. No, that's so awesome to hear. I mean and that is not a song that is in the show anymore, unfortunately. I, that's what I thought. I was like, well, yeah, it it's one like of that. those I don't
1: think that's in the show anymore. But well,
2: made the cutting room floor. But um, you know, maybe somewhere down the line we'll do an album of the cut songs. Listen, America. bring that there one are back. Many out. Of them. I love that one. <laughs> We have over fifty songs. Oh, we've cool! Yeah. So, fifty, wow! Oh, yeah, there are wow. a lot of songs out there in the vault.
0: You need a, a double album vinyl that opens yeah. up <laughs> and exactly. opens up, and uh, there has to be a picture of Keith in there as nerd face.
2: <laughs> <laughs> for sure. No, so, I mean, well, rapping, rapping, we wrote for the character Elf, R.I.P., no longer in the show, but um. And we wrote the song in Palm Springs. Uh, We did kind of, we did a writing retreat uh, because we, I think this was when we were, let's see, this was probably like 2016 or yeah, about 2016. And we we were gonna do, we did a reading at Ripley in New York and we rewrote the show entirely for that reading. Um, and the, 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 version before that was, I think the, um, we were on the one where the girl gets sucked into her phone and we decided to move away from that. And <laughs> so we were adding, and there was an update and Elf was a character that was added in the update and we were like, Oh, an Elf character. And we had, oh, we had had Father Christmas as a character from the very beginning. Okay. Actually this actor, Keith David, who's really fantastic and a friend of ours, he played, Father Christmas in version 1.0 at Rockwell. And Father Christmas was the president of (laughs) Emojiland. Nice. (laughs) This was one of the ideas at one point. And um, so there was an update where Mother Christmas and Elf were added to the Emoji Alphabet. And so we thought, oh, let's add both those characters. That'll be be fun. And they were going to be kind of like a family that lived together. And so we, anyway, so we, but we knew we wanted... A song for elf and we had the idea that and it just it came to us with the wrapping the presents and then all of a sudden we're like oh that could be a rap song <laughs> um and we'd been wanting to write another rap song um for the show and so anyway so we we were in Palm springs and we honestly i did i mean to be perfectly honest i do remember we had i had made some weed brownies there we go you're getting the real (laughs) real scene fine there it is (laughs) so we were high (laughs) and (laughs) and we just like i mean it was i I think because over the course we did we wrote five songs in four days in palm springs Mm -hmm. and we literally did not yeah, we, we did not sleep, and we- Oh no. <laughs> yeah, so I remember we wrote rapping probably, you know, throughout the course of one evening. Was, I remember we wrote it at night, and writing it like, you know, two in the morning, three in the morning, and and kind of like getting, I, re, I remember myself getting into the mindset of <laughs> this insanity right. that Elsa's experienced. <laughs> And I do, and I do remember what I was kind of like I was sitting at the table and I was like, and I was like wrapping, wrapping, and then I was like, what, what we use? You know, the, like the ribbon, the ribbon, because something about the ribbon, you know, like, and then it just, right, yeah, and then throughout the course of that night, uh, it just kind of poured out of us. So. But that was honestly, I think that might have been my. One of my favorite songs to write for emoji land. We um oh, yes. we, we do want to talk a little bit about
0: ragtime. <laughs> because uh, you know near and dear to my heart. <laughs> near and dear to, I think near and dear to our hearts as well. Even On though neither one of us have done the show. It's mm-hmm. it's near and dear I'm to not. our hearts as well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I I I I now, I did see it originally in LA before the Broadway show. They did the previews here in LA and I had a friend who was in the cast at the time Mm -hmm. and she's, you know, she called me and she's like, listen, I'm doing the show. I want you to come down and see it. Um, you know, wait, it's a preview, so you don't have to, I was like, what? No money?
2: (laughs) 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 Sign me up. Let's go.
1: But I did go (laughs) down. Hey, um, it was, it was such a beautiful, beautiful show. And I um, ended up in the bathroom at the break, in the restroom, sobbing. And these ladies are like, mm-hmm. are you okay? They're like, <laughs> yeah. it's going to be fine. I, hope. I mean, like hiccuping and like, crying, like snot. <laughs> i I never heart, cried heart. that hard at a show <laughs> in my entire life. <laughs> but I found out later. Yeah, it was just it's such a beautiful experience. But I found yeah. out later that I was pregnant. I didn't know at the time, oh, but I was like, hum, hum,
2: hum. "Oh my god, not a show to go see! <laughs> uh, not a show no. to go see, pregnant!" And, you know, I like, "Yeah, not even not pregnant." That show makes people's emotions. <laughs>
1: yeah, I um, really loved the the, the story of Tata and his his daughter. That was one of my oh. favorite pieces in it um and if you could talk a little bit about your experience playing that role playing little Mm -hmm. girl along with them um the show and i know from a kid's perspective how was that from i know now that you're grown how that affected you then
2: yeah i mean so i was like 12 years old when Mm -hmm. i did right time and yeah it was it was the first national tour but it sat down in chicago for like a year and a half so i got to do it for that wow. time in chicago and it was great because then i didn't you know i could still live at home and everything and right school still but um it was i mean it was a magical experience in all ways you know i mean it was the show and with Frank Galati at the helm, and I just, I mean, him, like, speaking in rehearsal, I still remember, like, the speeches he would give were so inspiring, like, everyone would be crying, um, because oh. he was such a, yeah, he was just, the, 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 the way that he would talk about the show and the, the story and the themes was, so. it was, yeah, it was just so inspiring, so beautiful, but, um, yeah, and I playing that role of the little girl was, yeah. I mean, I working the guy played Tata. His name was Peter Kavoyan, um wonderful actor, and he he really he taught me a lot, and I I loved working with him, and and I really, I mean, I think I really learned how by doing that show, I learned how to uh, access like. Par- wells of emotion inside of me that I didn't even know I had. And, you know, in that moment where she's on the train and like, and she's screaming for ta ta ta, ta. Oh <laughs> my God. But, I mean, I'm so I, crying right now. <laughs> I, I really went yeah. there every time. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's such a beautiful story about uh, family and hope and, you know, a new life and, starting over and yeah I, I mean i think about the show all the time and I, sometimes i'll just break into like journey on because <laughs> i'm yes. fun about my day <laughs> journey <on>. it's, just, <laughs> it's so it's, ugly
1: it's a beautiful it's, story. It's a, story yeah
2: it never gets it never gets old yeah. and every and, and every time i listen to the music it ju- it just evokes so yeah it just evokes such a such an intense uh, well of emotions in me i i'm trying to like say what, tell tell you in a more um cohesive coherent way what what this experience was like but it was you know it was so long ago it just i just remember it being it's so incredible and you know as i was becoming a woman, too. Like, I remember, I actually got my period during a show. Oh, my gosh. Time and I came, and I, yeah, I literally came off stage, and I was like, did I poop my pants? What's happening? Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. <laughs> probably. But I, but yeah, I like got my period during that, and so I, <laughs> yeah, I think I was, you know, there was just a lot of changes going on inside of me that time, and, yeah, and I was, I was just, I just felt really lucky to be able to, and I, I got my equity card doing the show, and, it kind of felt like my—I don't know—my my first foray into like what you know the power, the true power of theater, and so I I really feel right. so blessed that, that first show for me was you know such such a juggernaut in the canon. I I was asked like maybe a
0: year ago to do back to before at a concert, <laughs> and um, y- yeah, I can't. Like, I don't know that I can do this tomorrow.
1: <laughs> I know
0: I said all no. requests, but not that.
2: <laughs> That's the one exception. Without,
1: right. Without getting that lump in the throat, you know, that really hard lump that you're listening. First
2: I for Land, like, the first time I really sang anyway in rehearsals, I literally just was sobbing the whole time. I couldn't even get out. I could not even get out the words. And... Dear George was so, was so there for me and just holding my hand and, you know, it was, but I needed to, I needed to sing it that way, you you know, once, but, but, but there were, there were, you know, there were times throughout the run where I was like, oh no, like, am I gonna, (laughs) because, you know, (laughs) Am am I gonna make it through? (laughs) Like, spies cries, you know, that's the whole thing is like the whole smiling face with smiling eyes, can't cry, and then at the end, at the end, when, Getting deleted, can you know? She can cry, and but I was like, but I can't cry before that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it was hard. Oh, I bet. Wow. Oh, it, was, it was so good. Like I, I wanted. Okay, so off the record, off the record. Okay. unless you want it to be on the record. <laughs> um, does
2: does the show still have legs? Is there a next? Anything that's happening? You know, nothing as of right now. Obviously, everything is on hold in the world. So who knows? But before, yeah, I mean, before we before we got shut down, there were some really exciting possibilities that we were talking about, both you know, touring and uh, overseas and potentially Broadway and yeah. So I mean, licensing all that. So. We'll see what happens, but for sure, and the show, yeah. I mean, the virus may have shut us down, but yeah. we'll reboot. For a
1: hot 2nd we'll reboot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that magnificent song, Unbreakable, from Ugly Dolls movie. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, once again, tugging at the heartstrings, so in listening to this song, it just hit all sorts of it hit all sorts of things in me and I just sat there watching the video of this thing and just started sobbing because it was just i mean it was so on point there's in I've learned that in this life nothing to me is is a coincidence there's no such thing as a coincidence that's my feeling things happen and i I know people hate saying hearing it but Things happen for a reason. They may not be things that you completely understand at the time. It may not be something that you that you wanted to happen, but there are things that happen um, that you don't know about, that things are working out that you don't know about that is going to happen down the road. I say all that to say this. Um, with Noelle's introduction to, um, of you, you and me watching your your music. And that song in particular, um, it just, I, thank you for writing it, basically, because it really, it's been a, it's been a real uphill battle for me for quite a long time, you know, I don't want to cry, but (laughs) this song. That's okay, we're real here. This song is like, it's, it's kind of an anthem for me. It really, it's really like an anthem for me and how beautifully written it is. And just to hear Janelle Monet and Kelly Clarkson, oh my God, I just, uh, anyway, Wait. it's it's a wonderful, wonderful song. It really is. I wanted to make sure I, I talked to you about it because I, when I was finished, like I said, when I finished watching the clip from the movie, I was undone, mm. undone,
2: really. Okay. Wonderful yeah. writer.
1: You're, a, you're an amazing writer. I have to say that. Amazing. Oh,
2: thank you. Yeah, that, that that song honestly was, it was written uh in, it was a 24-hour process because there was a different song that in the movie. And oh. yeah, and the the studio decided kind of very late in the process that it just wasn't cutting it. And they and it wasn't a song that we had written and basically they they hired this very very well-known songwriter in the industry i will not name them but they've written they've won many oscars and Mm. they were hired to write a new song for that moment in the film and uh so that person that that songwriter actually did write a song that they were considering using but they said if you know if you can if if you guys can write a song that we like better than that you know then we'll put it in the movie so we essentially had like 24 hours to right. try to write a song that they would they would choose over this other like major songwriter and that song just came to us i mean i remember just like sitting literally right where i am right now in this living room just kind of brainstorming we we needed a new title because the the the, the previous song was called something totally different um i can't even remember what it was now but but yeah but i just remember sitting here and just like really yeah thinking about the moment and how we could best express it and it yeah i just it came very very naturally, and just as we knew right away, there was that moment where we were like, and we were writing with our um, uh, Chris Leonards who we wrote the song with, and Glenn Slater. And yeah, it just, it came together. But it's a very Fantastic. special song, yeah. And it was,
0: it was, uh, wasn't it shortlisted for an Oscar?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. It's yeah, I know. Crazy. And this is the Laura Gush Fest. <laughs> I know. Look at Laura. We're like, we <laughs> love so shine. Thank hey, you,
2: Laura. <laughs> oh <my> goodness.
0: <laughs>
1: We're not worthy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, you
1: know, this is the thing. When you this is our this is a cast like uh, this this is a podcast of fangirly people. So just just so you know. <laughs> um, and I feel that when you really like someone's performance or enjoy their work, you don't wait till they die.
2: <laughs> Just <think> like <laughs>
1: something, you know?
2: There were a lot of people who said things to me and continue to still write to me about the lesbian relationship between police officer and construction worker in emotional yeah, yeah, yeah. and like how normalized it is and just saying like that they feel seen and represented and um and I mean that's I, that's fantastic. I you know and, and just made them feel like they don't have to be ashamed of who mm-hmm. they are and you know I mean I'm like I'm, I'm like have you seen rent? I was like you
0: know <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
2: But I, yeah, I'm glad that it's helping people. It's helping them express who they are.
0: Yeah, and you have quite a lot of. I mean, I see that a lot of the kids that follow you on on Twitter or mm-hmm. young adults that that, mm-hmm. that follow you. Um, so you know, where rent was, you know, it was a long time ago when rent came. Out. So I, it still does resonate yeah, it with. It still does resonate with with people in in a big way. But I think that um seeing something that's their contemporary mm-hmm. you know it's this is their contemporary musical and i think it makes a difference like you know like haley who is like probably your number one fan right yeah. <laughs> i haley. mean yeah the, <laughs> like i i just remember seeing uh the tweets and then haley and i had a little like little communication back and forth and now we're face now we're facebook friends we've never met but now we're facebook friends because I just think Haley is so cool because yep. you know the love is is it, it it's, it's, it's 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 important for us as artists to you know know we don't do it for the accolades and know we don't do it for the attention, but it does make a difference when somebody walks up to you and tells you when something you've done you know, like you said, Stephanie has, has moved them or has encouraged them to take a major step in, you
2: know, in their life. And there are certain roles that just, they're, they become a part of you. And, yeah. and, you know, I have, there are roles like that, that I, I go back to and I, you know, I, I draw from that character in, in my real life. And yeah, and I mean, and, and Smize for sure, obviously, so you know, intertwined with me and who I am <laughs> and my issues. <laughs> but um, but yeah, and, I said, and I said, I'm trying as a writer too to write characters that, you know, and, and honestly, I would say every character in Emojiland has, has parts of me and Keith, you know, in them. And that's, and the characters that didn't, you know, so a lot of them got, thrown by the wayside because there wasn't enough truth in them and that you know those are like the stories that really resonate with people are stories that come from a place of truth Mm -hmm.
0: is there anything else that you uh would like to share with with us and with our listeners
2: (laughs) you know i mean i just i hope i hope that everyone is you know finding finding their joy in this time that's very dark and uh, it's hard it's hard and sometimes you know I start dipping and I think and I just I'm like no we gotta we gotta keep breathing we gotta keep going one day at a time so I yeah I'm just I send I send love positivity and light out there and I hope oh. that I, I know that we'll we'll get through it we're gonna get through this yeah so. we are.
0: We will. We're resilient. Well, thank you so much, Laura, for joining us on Broadway Babies. (laughs) Thank
2: you for having me. This was such a treat. So awesome.
0: Oh, thank you. You're awesome. No, you're awesome. (laughs) We're out over each other. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And uh, we will see you well, we'll you'll hear us. <laughs> we'll, see, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. I'm Noelle Hannibal.
1: Yeah, I'm Stephanie Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> see,
2: you, <laughs> see you next time. Over bye.
1: bye.